Hey, this is Matthew Lilly. Welcome to the Presence Pioneers podcast. If you ever struggle with knowing what to pray or how to pray, or if you're using the right language or praying for the right things, this episode is going to help you so much. We're going to be talking about apostolic prayers. This is a tool that I have used now for years, over 10 years, that has helped me so much in developing my prayer life when I don't know what to pray, when I'm having a rough time, when I'm struggling, when I'm distracted. Using apostolic prayers from the Bible has helped me pray more and pray more effectively and align my prayers with the Word of God. Welcome to today's episode. We're going to dive into a Bible teaching today about apostolic prayers, and it's going to be very practical to help you in your prayer life today. But before I dive in, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. The Presence Pioneers podcast is all about helping you and your community experience God's presence. We believe God's presence changes everything. We want to help you worship and pray night and day. We want to equip you and teach you and train you and give you resources to help you along in your journey. So what we do is we have on this podcast short little teachings like what I'm going to share today, as well as extended conversations and interviews with leaders in the worship and prayer movement that provide you even more resource and more insight to help you and encourage you in your journey. Look, if you're not subscribed, please subscribe. Of course, we're on Apple and Spotify, YouTube, Google, anywhere that you would get your podcast. Please subscribe to stay in touch with us. You can also visit our website at presencepioneers.org. You can search through all of the previous episode, search by topic, You can learn more about our ministry. You can subscribe via email on our website so that you'll get an email as soon as a new episode comes out, which is my personal favorite way of subscribing. So thank you so much. Presencepioneers.org is how you can stay in touch with us. All right, well, let's dive in today. We're going to talk about apostolic prayers. I've got my sheet here. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. It says New Testament Apostolic Prayers. It's quite used and folded up and bent up because I use this sheet of paper that has a list of prayers from the New Testament on it in my prayer life on a regular basis. And it's been so helpful to me. What are apostolic prayers? Apostolic prayers are just the prayers of the apostles from the New Testament. There's prayers in the Bible And we can use those prayers to guide our prayers, and it's so helpful. And I want to give you some reasons why you want to use apostolic prayers in your prayer life. It's it's going to really, really help you in multiple ways. First of all, the Bible actually gives us examples of this happening. In the Bible, people in the Bible pray the Bible, (laughs) believe it or not. So you see this. uh, If you look at like Isaiah 12, Psalm 105 and 1 Chronicles 16, what you'll see is there's this song, this prayer that's used multiple times. So they would take what one person had written and then they would use it again, pray it again and sing it again. Uh, And so you see this in the Bible. Jesus used the Old Testament in his prayers as well. When he was on the cross in Mark 15, 34, he prays a Psalm of David, Psalm 22, Verse one, Jesus says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus uses 
the Bible and praise the Bible. So that's what we're talking about today, using the Bible as uh, fuel for our prayers and praying our prayers based on the Bible. Look, if you're just sitting down with God and you're trying your best to figure out what to say, it can be very challenging sometimes, especially on certain days. But if you pull out the Bible and interact with God through the scriptures, through the word of God, you're going to find fresh life and you're going to find language to use. And, and you're going to find it so helpful to stay better engaged with God on a day-to-day -day consistent basis. And so Jesus did this. He prayed the Bible in John 17. It, it's pretty obvious that he is thinking about Psalm 27, 4. Jesus is praying in John 17, but he's praying the Psalms out of Psalm 27, 4. Paul tells us in Colossians 3.16 to let the word of God dwell in us richly, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So he's saying we need to sing. We need our worship, our prayers uh, to be an overflow of the word of God in us. We need to take the word of God. We need to sing it, and we need to pray it uh, as an expression of our ministry to the Lord and as a way for us to walk out our relationship with God. So the Bible actually gives us examples of, of doing this. Number two, there is power in the word of God. I just want to give you a couple of verses here so that you understand the power of God's word. You can use your own words in prayer. That's great. You can just share your heart, just speak to God as a friend. You don't have to get all your words just right. But sometimes we don't know what to say. Sometimes our we, we don't pray the right things in terms of we're asking something that's not even what God wants to do. And it's okay to just be honest and real and have a conversation with God, uh, sort of what I call journal prayers. But if you're going to begin to pray for others, if you're going to be in a prayer meeting with other people, those kinds of things, especially we want to base our prayers on the Word of God and use these apostolic prayers, especially in the New Testament, in our prayers. I would say, save your journal prayers for the secret place. Work those things out with God in secret and private. Just be raw and real and just open up your heart to the Lord. Uh, but then when you go to, when you really begin to enter into intercession, you're praying for your family, you're praying for your city, your nation, or if you're in a prayer meeting with other people, use the word of God in your prayers. It is powerful. Listen to this. Hebrews 4.12 says, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. That's so powerful. Second Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is God-breathed and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. The word of God trains us. When we pray God's word, it actually trains us. It's it's, it's alive. It's doing something in us. It's not just dull and dead, but something's happening in us and around us and through us as we take God's word, as we read it, as we pray it and speak it and sing it. It's so powerful. Isaiah 55 verse 11, God says, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. There's power in God's word. When we pray the word of God through the apostolic prayers, we're coming into agreement with God's word that does not return void. It does not return empty. God is going to accomplish his purpose. The Holy Spirit has inspired the scriptures. Uh, it is a supernatural book. 
and God's word is true. Everything he has spoken will come to pass. And so when we come into alignment with that, there's power in our prayers. So uh, there's power in God's word and there's power in praying biblical prayers. Number three, uh, praying the Bible really helps ground us theologically. Uh, sometimes, like I said, we're praying things and it's actually not connected or in alignment with the heart of God and the word of God and what he would actually want us to pray. And so praying the Bible really helps us uh, be more biblical. I've heard people in prayer meetings before praying things. And I just go, actually, that's not right. <laughs> that's not biblical. They're, they're, sh they're trying to be honest and real from their heart, but it's actually not in alignment with God's word. And those, those uh, prayers actually don't have power because they're you're just praying our own desires uh, that are act, that are not in alignment with with the heart of God and the Word of God. So, so we really want to have the Scriptures be the plumb line. And one of the ways we can do that is by taking the Word of God and praying the Word of God. And I'm going to explain how we do that in just a minute. But the praying the Bible helps ground our prayers theologically. Number four. Praying the Bible gives us language. Sometimes I just don't know what to say to God. Sometimes I'm just distracted. I, personally, I'm an introvert. I'm an internal processor. And so for me, I, I'm thinking, I'm in my brain. I go, God, I don't even know what to say right now. But the Bible gives us words to say. It, it, it gives us language to use when we don't know how to talk to God who we can't see but we, we still got to talk to him. But the Bible gives us language and it's so helpful to use the biblical phrases and the terminology and the themes and the ideas as, as a launch pad for our interaction and our communion with God through prayers. It's so helpful. Number five, praying the Bible unites the church. Now, this is especially in prayer meetings is, is really where this is applicable. But Praying the Word of God and the apostolic prayers when you're with other believers helps us to come into unity because that way immediately you're, I mean, pretty much every Christian believes the Bible is God's Word. So when you start to base your prayers on the Word of God, everyone goes, oh, yeah, well, of course, we want that, too, because we believe the Bible. Hey, guys, this is Matthew. We'll get back to the episode in just a moment. If you're enjoying the podcast, Please consider joining Presence Pioneers Premium, our brand new subscriber community. Paid subscribers will get exclusive premium content such as bonus podcast episodes, exclusive articles, early releases, and more. Presence Pioneers will be releasing its first e-course in 2024 with many more to come. And the Presence Pioneers Premium subscribers will always have full access to the entire library of online courses. Visit media.presencepioneers.org or click the link in the description to join today. You can become a premium member today for an introductory price of only $5 a month. When the price goes up in the future, as our library of resources grows, you can stay subscribed at the original price. If you've enjoyed our podcast for a while, becoming a premium member is a simple way for you to help us cover the cost of producing this podcast and partner with Presence Pioneers in equipping the church with resources for day and night prayer, prophetic worship, missions, and revival. Visit media.presencepioneers.com. 
org to sign up today. And so everyone locks in together and it can be really helpful when you're trying to host prayer meetings or when you're praying with other people to just read a couple of verses right at the beginning of your prayer that, that you use as the basis for your prayer. Um, interestingly, when you begin to look through the New Testament apostolic prayers, there's a couple of things you see about them that may or may not be what you'd expect. Number one is, is they are all God-centered. They're God-centered. So they're not focused on the enemy. They're not focused on people. They're towards God. Uh, and most of them are from apostle, the Apostle Paul. Some of them are from uh, Peter or from Jesus even. But they are God-centered. They're to God. They're vertical prayers. And uh, that should be an indicator for us of how God would want us to pray. They are positive prayers. Interestingly, you don't see the, the, the New Testament apostles in their recorded prayer. They're not rebuking things and binding things and, and talking about God tearing down the negative things. They're, they're speaking uh, the positive. They're asking for the positive things to, to take place. And they're, whatever maybe the issues are, they're praying the opposite of those for the good things uh, that God wants to release. And so apostolic prayers are positive. Uh, apostolic prayers are aimed at the church, which is very interesting. They're not usually aimed at the lost. There's a few exceptions to that. They're, they're usually aimed at the church. And the idea is that if we pray for the church, the Christians, the body of Christ, that as we come into maturity and unity and the power that God has for us, as, as the church becomes all it's supposed to be, that we will change the world. All right. So that's sort of the, the, the heart of the apostolic prayers is they're God-centered. They give us language. They're positive. They're to the church. And those sort of become guide rails for us in, in how we pray. Now, a couple uh, practical tips on how to do that. I'll give you a few examples, and I'll include a link in the show notes to a list of some of the apostolic prayers so you can just print them off and you can have them and use them yourself in your prayer times. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 through 19, uh, is a very popular apostolic prayer. It says that the Father of glory would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. Now that is an epic prayer there in Ephesians chapter one, these are the kinds of prayers that the Bible uses. And one of the things I've experienced in my life trying to pray the apostolic prayers is that I go, what is this even saying? I'm having to dig into understand what they're even praying for, because I don't talk like this. I don't think like this. The things I'm asking for is kind of God just bless them and make their life better. But Paul's asking for these deep things, a spirit of wisdom and revelation, the riches of his of the glory of his inheritance. Like, what are these big phrases even talking about? And it forces us to understand what it is that God wants, what it is he's desiring. And it, it, our prayer lives begin to be conformed to what God wants to do and what he wants to release. So what you can do is you can break it down. Take a prayer like this. It's a little bit overwhelming, but you can just take a, a, a phrase and just say, give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. You can use that and pray that over your family, over your friends, and just say, God, 
Open the eyes of my family's heart. Help them to understand who you are. Give them that spirit of wisdom and revelation so you can use, number one, you can use the biblical phrases. Number two, you can use the same ideas, but reword it using your own phrases. So instead of um, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, some translations say open the eyes of their heart. God, help people to, to get it, help the light bulb come on. Help them to really see who you are. Let them not be confused anymore. So you can you can say the same idea, but kind of use your own words. And, and the scriptures become a launch pad for you to begin to pray and interact with God. Understand what he wants to do, and then you can speak it to him in your own words. And then what you'll do as you begin to pray these things, other scriptures and ideas and things are going to come to mind uh, by the Holy Spirit. And you can begin to pray those things too. So you can use just the straight up words out of these prayers, you can sort of reframe them in your own words, and then you can allow the rabbit trails to flow out of here uh, of other Bible verses that are connected around the same themes of these apostolic prayers, okay? And so that's just a little introduction, a few little tips. You can take these things and, and, and dig into them. You can pretty much apply one apostolic prayer. You can, you can pray it for almost anything, your family, your friends, your city, your nation, yourself, you can pray, use these prayers and just insert yourself and use the themes of these prayers. And, and you never run out of things to pray. And not only that, but as you're praying them, you're getting revelation and understanding, like I said, of what God actually wants. And I found them to not only be helpful for me in prayer, but they've They've changed my even understanding of God and his kingdom and what he wants to do. And so that I, my prayers are more powerful and effective by praying his word. And so I want to encourage you to use them. Use them over and over. It's okay. Repetition's okay. Uh, there's verse in the Bible about meditating on God's word day and night. Praying his word as a way to meditate on the scriptures day and night. I mean, Jesus said, don't have vain repetition but that vain repetition doesn't mean no repetition. It means don't make it vain, which means you're doing it hypocritically. You're doing it for attention or you're doing it to show how, how spiritual you are, or anything like that. The Bible encourage us, encourages us to persevere in prayer. So I want to encourage you, pray the word of God, pray it over, pray it persistently. And, uh, and you, you're going to find uh, uh, joy. You're going to find revelation. You're going to, you're going to have things that you, that, that you never thought in, in the place of intercession, you're going to find yourself caught up, you know, for longer periods of time, praying longer than you thought you could, uh, as you begin to engage the word of God, rather than just kind of sitting there, staring at the wall, trying to figure out what to say to God somewhere. So I'm going to encourage you, begin to pray the Bible, begin to use apostolic prayers and see how your prayer life grows. And please let me know, send me an email, leave me a comment somewhere on social media and let me know if you try this out, how it works for you. If you have any questions on, uh, on how to do this and how to engage God through these apostolic prayers. So let me pray for you. I'll pray this apostolic prayer over you. Uh, in order to close out this teaching today. God, would you give the listeners of this podcast a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, even as they want to grow in prayer, as they open up your word and try to interact with you. God, enlighten their hearts. Show them who you are. Reveal your beauty, your glory, your nature, your desires. Let them connect deeply with it, God. 
not just in their minds, but in their hearts in a real way. Let them experience you. Give them wisdom. Give them insight. Give them understanding. Give them revelation of who you are as they read your word, that they would know who you are, that they would know who they are, that they would know what you're wanting to do in the earth and in their family and in their friends and in their own hearts and in their own lives. God, open the eyes of their hearts. We want to see you in your word. We want to draw close to you, God. So help us in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that was helpful for you. If you thought it was, please share it uh, with your family, with your friends, share it on social media, post it and help us get this podcast out to others. That would be so great. If you're on iTunes, if you could leave us a rating or a review, if you're on YouTube, give us that little thumbs up and that would be really helpful. Thank you so much. Don't forget to subscribe, stay in touch with us. And remember God's presence changes everything.